the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. It's Christmas, and my heart is broken. It's a time of joy and gladness, celebration, and my heart is broken. So I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, and then I'm going to invite you to call and just pray with me. And I'll share with you why my heart is so broken. Our phone number in studio is 877-534-0780. You're welcome to call and pray live on air with me. Tomorrow is... Christmas Eve, and the studios are closed, so I will not be able to do a live broadcast tomorrow. And Christmas Day, the studio is once more closed. And so my in-house producer, my dear brother Ed, has prepared broadcasts for tomorrow and Friday. So today we're going to do our prayer time. I consider it of more value than preaching. Let me read for you the passage of Scripture that I need to share. Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy or report or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you I used to tell you these things and now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. 
For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this, our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teaching we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. This is Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. I'll tell you why my heart is so broken. It says that God is going to send a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And so all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. Well, what is the delusion? The delusion is that we can love wickedness and still be in Jesus. That's the delusion. A lie. And God sends this powerful delusion so that they believe the lie. Who is they? They, those who believe that they can be saved in the midst of their sin and they don't have to leave their sin. Now, why is my heart broken today? Because I see Christians people who are called by the name of Jesus who delight themselves in wickedness. They delight themselves in violence. They delight themselves sitting for hours watching television, watching movies. They delight themselves in the entertainment of the world. They delight themselves in the, in the football, the baseball, the professional sports. They delight themselves in sexual uncleanness, in pornography. They've not believed the truth. The truth is you have to leave your sin. You can't be saved and be in sin at the same time. You've got to leave your sin. You've got to be made righteous. It's so interesting to me here. God chose you. This is verse 13. God chose you to be saved through not the imputed grace of God. It says God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit well, what does it mean to be sanctified? It means to be made holy, to be made righteous in reality. 
my heart is broken because the whole world is celebrating Christmas. Even a, a Muslim family that I gave a gift to for this Christmas said, oh, we can't open this until Christmas Eve. I said, you celebrate Christmas? Oh, yes. It's a wonderful time of year. Thank you, Pastor. And they don't worship Jesus. And those who claim that they worship Jesus say that they're saved by the imputed grace of Jesus. But the scripture says you're saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. You're not saved by some false wickedness of imputed grace or cheap grace easy believism you're saved by the sanctifying by the by the making holy work of the holy spirit in your life and my heart is frankly broken because i see the major portion of the american christian church has been freed by lies to delight themselves in wickedness. Even those who come from a holiness tradition believe that they're free to sit for hours and drink in violence and darkness or lies. And somehow it's okay. I am so desperately concerned and brokenhearted over the church today. I mean, what a what a terrible thing to love Christmas but with, have no Jesus in it, have no righteousness in it, have no holiness in it. Oh, holy night, the night that Christ was born. What about your holy night? when you were born, when you were made clean by the blood of Jesus, when you were washed. Let's pray. You're welcome to join us in prayer today. 877-534-0780. You're welcome to call and pray. Lord, my heart is so broken today, I don't know how I can even pray. Almighty God, I see that the church today in America loves wickedness. And yet, we claim to be followers of yours. We claim, we claim Christmas. But you're not in it. give our gifts to each other to win favor. We don't give our gifts to you, Jesus. We don't give our gifts for the work of the gospel. We give our gifts to people who will give us gifts. And so we give them a $50 gift card and they give us back a $50 gift card. Lord, what in the world is this foolishness all about? 
Lord, I just come today. I come before your throne brokenhearted. Say, Lord, how can the church in America even be saved? Oh, and Lord, everyone is prophets speaking, saying, oh, the church is rising up. The church is rising up. Lord, I don't see your church rising up. I see it falling down. But not on its face. Not begging for holiness and forgiveness and righteousness. But rising up in pride and saying, we're somebody. And God is going to prosper us. And God is going to pour out his blessings on us. Well, the church loves wickedness. The uncleanness of the darkness. Oh, Lord. There has to be a change. Lord, I'd love to come today and and be happy and excited. But I'm not. I'm not happy and I'm not excited. I'm brokenhearted because of the sin of the church in America. And this spirit of Christmas is a delusion sent by Satan, allowed by God, that we could feast and party and call ourselves Christians. Almighty God, we're in such trouble. And I plead today, I plead today that you will come and that you will change our hearts, that we would hate wickedness and love righteousness. that we would turn from the ways of the world, the flesh and the devil, that we would move the televisions out of our houses, stop watching all of the foolish videos that fill our hearts with fear. Lord, the, the porn of violence and the porn of sex and the porn of of terrible things coming. Lord, I put my trust in you. I put my confidence in you. And I come today pleading, will you rescue your church? Will you rescue your people from the snares of the devil? The Lord, your church today loves the way of darkness while it sings a love song to you. And when Israel did that, you said, I hate it. I won't listen to their music anymore. I won't watch them. I'm not going to go with them. 
Lord, I know you don't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Please come, Holy Spirit. Please come, Holy Spirit. There has to be a change. Your church has to hate this wickedness and turn from it and stop giving themselves to the worship of these false idols and bowing down. Almighty God, do it today. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your name. Amen. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. We have a caller who would like to pray. Please, you're on. Thank pray. Thank, thank you, brother. Thank you. Our Father who art in heaven, we come to you, Lord. We bow down before your presence. We humble ourselves before your presence, Lord. Yes. Lord, we bring the request of our hearts before your presence, Lord. Lord, we see the condition of the church in these times. Lord, a few years ago, my family and I came to know you, and we thank you for it, Lord. Yes. Being the greatest single blessing of our lives. Lord, from that moment on, we seen how this time of the year people gathered together for celebrations and for giving and receiving gifts and for partying, Lord. But we don't see you around in this or any other celebration, Lord. We see people receiving so many gifts of they themselves are the ones that the celebration was about. What a terrible thing, a Christmas without the Christ, Lord. But that's just a reflection of the way we live. Christmas without Christ is just a reflection of lives without Christ, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you will, in some way, fix this terrible situation in which we are involved. I do not take lightly to ask you, Lord, to put your hand on the lives claiming to be Christians and not being so, Lord, because I know what kind of situation might you bring to this life so they will really claim to you, Lord. And we know, Lord, it is not pretty whatever situation might come to their lives, that they will really look for you or trust in you, Lord. Lord, we live in a society so abundant, Lord, that whatever situation comes to our lives, you are the last response, the last 
reflex we have in, in our lives, Lord. If we have in danger, we call the police. If we have a fire, we call the fire department. If we are afraid, we come to someone. If we get sick, we go to hospital. A many listening, Lord, will say, What's, what are the answer we, will it be? That's the logical answer. No, that's not the logical answer. It is written in the Bible. You are the beginning and the end. You hold everything in your hands. We Christians believe that once we die, you will raise us from the dead. So how in the world will I go to the hospital when I am sick? You are the one who told Moses, I am the one who gives the mouth to the man. I am the one who causes the man to be blind or to see. And we have seen, Lord, in many times that you are always willing and exceedingly capable of covering every single need the human being might have. We just have to come to you sincerely from our hearts completely given to you like it is you living in us and not us, Lord. Lord, I ask you that in some way, Lord, we will come to live that kind of life, that we will look at you every single time we have a need in our lives, Lord, either of healing or restoring or any single need, Lord. We will come only to you. I know many people will not do so unless you are the only possible way at such a time. Yes. I know that for as long as we have that many hospitals and insurance and police and fire department and all kind of security, most people will not turn to you for their needs, Lord. But here we are, Lord. My family and I, Lord, will live only by you, Lord. Yes. We ask you, we will receive the strength, the valor, Lord, to keep in this way that we have started. And the many, Lord, we come to do so, not by following me or my family, but by following you, Lord. Yes. By following those who have imitated you way better than I have done, Lord. Like Paul, Lord, that says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He didn't depend on anything, Lord. He just went ahead preaching your gospel. And for the sake of the testimony, Lord, he worked to cover his necessities, Lord. But as it is written, he was entitled, fully entitled, to receive from the people that received the teaching 
every good thing they have, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you will bring Christ to the Christmas, Lord. Yes. I know, Lord, this, should you decide to do so, it's going to be a tough one, Lord. But my soul, Lord, is well with that. As a matter of fact, I wish we will arrive to that point. I know the journey will not be beautiful, Lord. It's going to be a painful one, probably a terrible one. But I wish to come to that point, Lord. I wish to come around, to see around, Lord, and see the people in the same point, Lord. Since the moment we decide to come in your ways, my family has come accompanied only by you, Lord, because everybody has fled, Lord. Everybody. Christmas, especially, is the time in which only the three of us sit at a table to give thanks to you, like every day, Lord. But this day specifically, is the day that nobody will show up because they know what the theme of conversation, what the life will be in my house, especially that day, Lord. And they are not up to that, Lord. They are up to the giftings, the drinking, the worldly music, the partying, like any other worldly festivity day, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you will come, Lord. Yes. That you will make everything new, Lord. Yes. And by the time such things are happening in this world, being your will, as we walk in this world, Lord, people will be afraid and crying. But I will rejoice in you. I will just know that it's an answer prayer, Lord. And I will thank you, Lord. Yes. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask you all these things. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Our phone number in studio is 877-534- 0780. The line is wide open. Would you call and pray with us? Welcome. Please pray. Yes, welcome. Please pray. Thank you. Lord, I pray for revival. I pray for revival of holiness across across all our country. I pray that you'd raise up people who preach the true gospel. And that you would cause these messages to go farther. Thank you for Pastor Ray preaching your word. And I pray that you would cause these messages to go farther and lead many people to salvation. Yes. I pray for all of us, for everyone listening, that we would be purified from all sin. Yes. Anything that we need to surrender. 
end. And I pray that we would be filled with your spirit. Give us your power. Empower us so that we may lead others to salvation. Make us a light to the people around us. And help us be bold to tell them your word, to tell them your gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Our phone number is 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. Our lines are wide open. You're welcome to call and pray. We're coming close to the end of the month, and we're still about two thousand dollars short on finances to pay for this month's radio bill. I don't ask for help for Ray. It's not for personal. It's for Wava for the radio bill for the month. So if you'd like to share and help cover that cost, you're welcome to. You can go to the upper right-hand corner of our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online. Or you can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. 22195. Well, our lines are open. Will you pray? We have two calls. Put one through. Hi, welcome. Please pray. Thank you. Hi, Pastor Ray. Hi. Okay, so I'm one of the two. I have a question, but if you don't want to answer that now, um, it's about verse 7 that you read, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I would love to hear what that means, what you believe that means. Who is who is he who letteth? We'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'd appreciate it. But Lord God, I just thank you. This is such a trying and sad time for so many people. Yes. I ask especially, Father, that that you would ease Pastor Ray's heart. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Ray. I thank you that he is burdened for us. I thank you, Lord. I ask you, though, to please, please give him comfort and help him with all he has to do in his move. And to also um, help the homeowner in all that he has to go through in closing. I thank you, Lord, that you, you've you heard Pastor Ray's prayers and answered him. Lord, Pastor Ray is such an example of faith. I thank you because he strengthens, I know me, so probably so many more. I give you glory, Jesus. Without you, we have no hope. Lord, We fall so short in so many ways. I thank you that by your grace, we have hope of, as as Pastor Ray prays, of repenting. We hear from so many, especially on radio, that, you know, just say the little ditty prayer. And by your word, we know that's not true. Thank you for the few pastors like Pastor Ray 
that teach and preach your truth according to your word. Because without the truth of your word, we have no hope. And people believe so much hooey these days. Politics has been turned into religion and religion into politics. And people who claim to be Christians say the most ungodly things. Lord God, please bless, bless President Trump and his family and all those in the administration and everybody on Capitol Hill. And give them strength to do what's right in your sight. Yes. Not what's right in my sight, but what's right in your sight. Lord God, I don't think any of us would really want any of those jobs. I heard one time somebody say nobody godly would take them. That was for president, and I think that might be true in some ways. But, Lord, we need godly people, and we need you above all. Yes. And we need not to sell ourselves for anything less or for any other thing ever at all in any way, not to have any idols, not to worship anybody, but to worship you. When, when the Sadducees and Pharisees said, what did Jesus did say to you, what is the greatest commandment? It's to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and might, and to love others as ourselves. And I always think more than ourselves. It's pretty easy to love ourselves and put ourselves first. But, Lord, to put others first, no matter who they are, whether they're Christians or not, you tell us to love others, even our enemies, and to turn the other cheek. So, Lord, please, I pray that you would give all of us that ability, because it's only by your grace that we have the hope of living up to what you ask us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would all endure to the end whatever our end is. But Lord, you, you give us your Holy Spirit to remain faithful to you no matter what. Again, Lord, I just give you glory. I give you the praise. And I thank you so much for Pastor Ray. Please bless him, his daughters, his grandchildren, and all his family. And keep him safe and well and healthy. In your holy name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear sister. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Do we have another caller, Mr. Producer? Yes. Welcome. Please pray. Lord Jesus, we just come before you today, and Lord, we see the condition of the church, and Lord, we're part of the church. But Lord, we're in such a such a horrible place, Lord. We're lukewarm. And you said that you would spit us out of your mouth. And Lord, you've already spit us out of our churches. And Lord, I I don't know how much shaking it will take, but Lord, I'm asking that you would awaken the churches, Lord. Lord, out of their slumber, out of their comfort, Lord, out of their entertainment, Lord, out of Whatever it is, uh, idols they've made, anything, Lord, that they've put above you. Because, Lord, it's time for all the idols to come down yes. in America. And, yes. Lord, I know that has to start in the church. It has to start in me, Lord. It has to start in my brother and my sister. 
So, Lord, I'm asking that you give us give us the grace, Lord, to tear down every altar, Lord, that we've built to ourselves or to anything other than you, Lord Jesus. Lord, some have put their families and their work above you. Some yes. have just put themselves above you, Lord. Lord, it's all unclean. And, Lord, you're calling us to be a crucified church. And, Lord, I think many people still believe the lie that sanctification is the work of a lifetime. I know Wesley fought with that his whole life since it was something new to him. But, Lord, it's not the work of a, of a lifetime. I know that to be true, Lord. It's not the yes. work of a lifetime. Yes. And it's done by you, Jesus. Yes. But we have to give everything into your hand. And we have to allow you to go all the way to the bottom in our hearts. And that's very uncomfortable at times. But, Lord, I, I trust you, and I trust in your might and your power. And I'm asking, Lord, that you would go all the way to the bottom, Lord. And each one who listens to this broadcast, Lord, you're calling them. You're calling them, Lord. We need a body, Lord. Lord, the church needs a body that's alive, that's not yes, dead. Lord. So, Lord, would you awaken your people? And, Lord, you've... You've asked us some months ago to pray for three things, and I'll quickly go through those three things, Lord. You said that um, the church needs to regain its backbone. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but, Lord, you've called us to have a backbone, to be bold against sin, to be bold in sharing the gospel, to be bold in love. And not to be wicked, not to be proud or arrogant. So, Lord, I'm asking that you would uncover anything that blocks that backbone, Lord. Lord, the, the church in America has almost no backbone. But they haven't stood. They haven't stood against COVID, all the shutdowns and lockdowns, and there's just been a handful of churches, and everybody else has just rolled over, Lord. Lord, I'm asking for great conviction, Lord, for every time that we have rolled over, whether it's to some kind of government authority or anything else, because we we didn't want to displease man. We'd rather please man than please you. Lord, I'm asking that that would be broken. Yes. And, Lord, I'm asking that you would expose corruption all the way to the bottom. Yes. All the way to the bottom, Lord. And we don't have to fear conviction because it's from your spirit. It's a gift. We just have to yield whatever it is that you put your finger on, Lord. So so I trust you, Lord. I trust you that you're going to bring us all the way through in power, in victory, Lord, so that you can pour out your Holy Spirit like we've never seen in America. Yes. So, Lord, I trust you to do that. Yes. And I'm asking, Lord, for this great harvest. Lord, surely yes. the fields are white with harvest. So, Lord, Lord, I'm asking that you would bring us to the point where you could pour out your spirit, that our lives would be solely about your kingdom 
and not about ourselves. Yes. So, Lord, have your way. Have your way, Lord Jesus. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, dear brother. brother. God bless you. We have time for one more quick call. 877-534-0780. You're welcome to call and pray. Mr. Producer, any more calls coming in? Lord, I just want to take this time as we close this broadcast and ask Almighty God that you would save your church through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through a firm belief in the truth. And you are the truth. Lord, we ask that you would change the mind and erase the false teaching that we can be saved by imputed grace rather than sanctifying work. Lord, thank you. Amen. We have a caller. Yes, please pray. You've got just a couple minutes. Yes. Uh, Hello, Father. I enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. I thank you, Father, and I praise your holy name. I bow down before you and I worship you. I praise you and I thank you, Father. And I know that we deserve to go to hell. We've broken every commandment. And I thank you, Yeshua, Jesus, for coming and dying on the cross for our sins. And I pray that if we even think of turning to the left or the right, that we repent and continue to walk with you. Father, please help us. And I pray that you put your warring angels with fire and the Holy Spirit all around us to minister to us and protect us from Satan and his demons and cohorts. I thank you for Pastor Greenlee, and I pray that you bless him and keep your hand on him. I pray for America and all those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and who are going to be, that you help us and keep us and protect us, Father. Sometimes I do not want to get out of bed, and I don't want to live here. I don't want to be here anymore, and I ask that you help me not to be selfish and that I have courage and strength to live for you and courage to die for you so that my light can shine before people because I am salt and light, and I want when you see me to be pleased with me, Father, to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And again, I say, please help me not to be selfish, to be strong in you. I need your Holy Spirit. We need your Holy Spirit. Please come, Lord Jesus. This place is disgusting, evil, wicked, and vile. Please help us. I'm terribly sorry for my sin. I believe that you forgave me, and he who has begun a good work in me will perfect it unto the day of Yeshua, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I love you. I worship you. Thank you, Pastor Greenlee. I love you also. Bye-bye for now. Thank you, dear sister. God bless you. How much time do we have left, Mr. Producer? Well, we're out of time for the broadcast today. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. Thank you for joining me in prayer. It's encouraged my heart. I know we're at a very crucial place in American history. And I don't want God to turn away from us. 
But we as those who call ourselves Christians are going to have to stop delighting ourselves in the television or in the violence or in the video games or the pornography or the fornication or any other drinking or whatever it is. We've got to turn aside and get clean with God. He's got to be everything for us. Again, we're about $2,000 short for this month's radio bill. If you'd like to help with that, please go to our website, nationalprayerchapel.com, and click on the upper right-hand corner button. You can give there. Or write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. There is just one last thing I want to read to you. It's found in chapter 3 of 2 Thessalonians, verse 5. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and into Christ's cheerful endurance. A mature Christian is one who lives in the love of God. Oh, now we have five minutes instead of a minute and a half. (laughs) Well, we do have time for one more quick call. Would you like to call and pray? You'll have to do it quickly. 877-534-0780. This passage is very powerful for me. I heard my pastor preach on this one Sunday. My pastor was Pastor David Wilkerson from the Times Square Church. He was my father in the faith. He's the one who helped start the National Prayer Chapel. And he he said two things about this. First, a mature Christian is one who has absolutely set their heart on Jesus Christ not on any of the wickedness of our culture. They've set their heart to follow Jesus. And they're not going to be enticed by things or people. Welcome, we have a caller. You've got just a couple minutes now to to pray. Please pray. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Brother, I want to pray today asking God wisdom to be able to share with you. Thank you, God, for this beautiful opportunity you gave us every Friday. And today, as a special day, thank you for making us understand that Jesus Christ himself was alone or almost alone most of the time. Thank you for making us understand a painful truth, painful reality when our Christmas parties or any other party is a big party. It means it is a big lie. Thank you, Lord, for 
the opportunity to suffer because we we believe in God. We only we don't only share the opportunity to believe in Him, but to suffer for Him too. Thank you for making us understand that when our family would be alone today, it means you truly are with us. It means we are walking the same way Christ walked, and that's why he was alone. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share this with our brother, Ray. He needed today. If someone is asking himself or themselves why he's not here with us, allow me to share with them. She's not here with us because the Holy Spirit didn't allow it, but it was our desire to be blessed with his presence as brothers in Christ. My family didn't lose the opportunity to to be around him, to be together, to be like brothers in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to suffer. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you for praying. God bless you, brother. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. You're welcome to come this Sunday. Go to our webpage and you'll find where we're located in Woodbridge, Manassas area. And I'll talk to you soon. I love you. God bless you.